Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. Thank you for joining us, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, as we talk about the Sport of Kings. Final jewel in the Triple Crown is already upon. This is a rubber match. They're going to toss it down. We get a winner of the Preakness, winner of the Derby. First time in history, the first seven finishers of the Derby are going to run in the Belmont. That's crazy. That had me scratch my head. That had me scratch my head. This is 143 runnings. Today, very special day, my dad, August Meyer, turned 68 years young. He loves to play speedrunners and cheap claimers. The cheaper, the better, and he likes to find... Little no-name riders, and he wants to make champs out of them. He showed me the sport, and the rest has been a lifelong friendship. Chasing horses to the wire and sweating out photos. Happy birthday, Dad. We love you. What a what a present to have. You get the Belmont on your birthday. You know, I really don't think that. Uh, I think he'd be happy with a $3,500 claimer. But still in all, you have to lock it up because it's Belmont weekend. When talking about locked up, Winning Ponies is locked and loaded for an exciting weekend of racing over four million in exotic predictions and counting right now a Belmont Bonanza with a purchase of one hundred winning credits. That's is that is how you actually purchase your data, X amount of winning credits, depending on how many races, etc. If you purchase one hundred winning credits, you will receive a fifteen percent discount and a sharp looking cat and or t shirt. Hey, they make my head look pretty good. I'm telling you what, it's a pretty sharp look. All for taking part. Stop gambling, start winning. Check out www.winningponies.com. Belmont Bonanza right now. 100 winning credits, 15% discount, and a lid and or shirt. Maybe if you ask, you might get both. You never know. It could be golden. Belmont, 143. A mile and a half over Big Sandy. Belmont, home of the sweeping turns. Takes place this Saturday, 6.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Here is your field for the 2011 Belmont. From the rail, the one, Master of Hounds, Garrett Gomez, and the Irons for Aiden O'Brien, 10-1. to 1. The two is Stay Thirsty, J.J. Castellano for Todd Pletcher, 20-1. to 1. The three, Ruler on Ice, Jose Valdivia Jr., Kelly Breen, 20-1. to 1. The four, Santiva, Sean Brishmahan in the saddle for Eddie Keneally, 15-1. to 1. The five, Brilliant Speed, Joel Rosario, 
Tom Albatrani, they get a square 15 to 1. The 6 is Nero. Corey Nakatani for Steve Asmussen is 4 to 1. The 7, Manzan, Lescano, Jose, that is, is 30 to 1. Uh, that is an incredible price there, Manzan. The 8, Prime Cut, Edgar Prado in the Irons, 15 to 1. The 9, Animal Kingdom, the favorite. John Velasquez for Grand Motion, the Derby winner, is 2 to 1. The 10, Mucho, Macho Man, Ramon Dominguez between the ears were for Kathy Ritvo, 10 to 1. The 11, Isn't He Perfect, Rajiv Marat is 30 to 1. The 12, Shacklebird, Jesus Gaston for the funniest guy on the track, Dale Romans. And trust you me, there is no joking when it's post time because he's 9 to 2, and Shackelford is going to be lone speed out of the 12 hole to cross over and uh, cause a little bit of havoc. There is your 2011 Belmont. Uh, it's 143rd running. It's a test of champions. It's actually, I can't believe it's actually here. And uh, But then again, I said that about the Derby. It was, you know, it was just springtime yesterday. Now it's uh, uh, New York had to cancel racing today. We've already got excessive heat. It's June 9th. June 9th, what is the rest of the summer going to hold for us? What's on the docket tonight? We got a little recap of last week. We got Biggins, and we got a few little storylines to share with you. Our special guest this week is longtime publicity guru, past president of the Tur Publicists of America, handicapping extraordinaire, photographer, and renaissance man of racing. My longtime handicapping partner, Mr. John Collins Inglehart, is going to be calling in segment number two. Going to join us. We're going to dice it down. We're going to talk some pick four action at you. There's a million-dollar guaranteed pick four. It is a 50-cent variety and or dollar or whatever you'd like to put in, but 50 cent is square with me because you can beat the tax man if you get sweet. And then we're going to finish up, if we get a little time, some news and a little final furlong handicapping for anything that we miss there. So we've got the official rundown of uh, what, what is going on. You know what kind of caught my eye was on the Pollock report. Who will win the Belmont Stakes? It says Animal Kingdom, 25%. Brilliant Speed, 8. Isn't he perfect, 1. Master of Hounds is 20%. Manzan is 1%. Mucho Macho Man, 9. Nero is 15. Prime Cut, 0. Rule Iron Knights, 1. Santiva, 3. Shackleford, 8. Stay Thirsty is 2%. I don't know have the exact number of participants, but uh, Ray Pollock on the Pollock Report, they twite take quite a bit of traffic, so I would have to say that uh, quite a few people took a peek at that. What is happening here? We're going to do a little recap action, and we're going to go back a week ago in the time machine. We're going to go to the Nassau Stakes. Great to a wood mine, $301,200. Yes, and $200 there on the end. One mile on the turf. Winner is Bay to Bay, Luis Contreras. For Bernard Lynch, Wins by a square two lengths over Never Retreat with Eddie Perez and Chris Block. And rounding out the try is Valley with a Vow. Mr. Pizarro for Hoji Carroll runs third. So there you got I, – I had Bay to Bay. And, and I have to say that I, I wasn't – I didn't think it was two lengths, but you know, I, I, it made me sweat pretty good, especially with Never Retreat and Chris Block's in there. The California Stakes, Grade 2 Hollywood Park. It's a $150,000 race, going a mile and an eighth. Winner, twirling candy jaw, Rosario for John Sadler. Wins by a length and a quarter over Setsuko. Rounding up the try is Aggie Engineer. Then we get the Vagrancy, a Grade 2 at Belmont Park, $147,000, going six and a half. Winner, Hilda's Passion, probably one of the most impressive sprinters that I've seen in my lifetime. It's the four-year-old filly by Canadian Frontier, 
J.J. Uh, Castellano uh, just uh, tore them up. Pletcher uh, had, had this gal just tuned up and ready, and she won under Rass by five and a quarter lengths. Carlina rounded out the place, and title pool was up for third. But Hilda's passion, my goodness gracious, I'm telling you what, if we got some runners like that on Breeders' Cup Day and or later in the summer, I'm already jumping to November. I mean, there's Keeneland, there's Churchill again. There are, there's so much. There's Saratoga. There's Delmar if they want to go. I mean, there is so much. Hilda's passion really ignited my fire to really watch the sprinter get out and do her justice. And then we had the Aristides Stakes, a grade three at Churchill Downs, $110,000 and Three hundred on the end, hundred ten thousand dollars. Three hundred. Winner is Noble's Promise, and we got Alan Garcia for Kenny McPeak winning by a solid link over the Speedster. At a boy, Roy, it, nothing but pure speed. And then Captain Candyman can disappointed and ran third with Calvin Burrell. Then we have the Dogwood Stakes, a Grade Three at Churchill Downs, which you know I was down there on this day, and it was it was or excuse me, I was watching on this day, and it was just a tremendous race, but salty. Strike wins by three and three parts. Manuel Cruz for Kenny McPeak. Fantasy of Flight is second in this one-mile event. Then Grand Lioness brings up the show end. And then we go to the Ohio Derby Gray 3 from Thistle down. $100,000 a mile on the 16th. Caleb's Posse just warmed down. Three-year-old Colt by Posse. Eddie Razzo and Donnie Von Hamel. And finishing up the exact was Marcos playing an Irish line. Kayla's posse just outclassed him on this day. Wins by a length in three parts. Really liked the way uh, the way this animal was moved. Nice colt there and a nice win in the Ohio Derby there. If you're looking for what's been going on and, and you know, we've all been scratching our head, Uncle Mo diagnosed with an inflamed liver. And, uh, you know, that, that sounds really, really threatening. Although last year, Cyril Colt could resume training this summer, so which is good news. You know, in the world of the layman, you know, you know, initially uh, the, the the topic line grabs our attention. It says he was diagnosed with a gastrointestinal infection, finishing his third place, finishing the wood in April. Trained up to the Derby, but Pletcher scratched him because of health concerns before May seventh. Kudos to Team Pletcher once again. Uncle Mo diagnosed with an inflamed liver, but hey, the good news is they know what it is. They've got it under wraps. And he may come back in the summertime. Uncle Mo, nice runner to watch. Really had a great time on uh, Breeders' Cup Day with that one. Here's some here's some uh, uh, reoccurring sad news. Every time I read it, it just it makes me makes me uh, take a deep breath. Jockey Michael Bays, who won more than 900 races in a nine-year career, died of an accidental overdose of, of cocaine in a, in a prescription medicine at Churchill Downs. He was pronounced dead May 10th. His body was found in his vehicle near the stables near the famed Louisville track. It's amazing. It, it, is, it is truly amazing that, that agents actually, I can't put the, put the onus on agents, but you need agents to actually jump in and actually be a more of a guiding hand and a guiding force with these riders. Now, this was a troubled rider, many riders. Shane Sellers and in, in, in a bevy of Shane jumped out of my head because I see him on Facebook a lot. Now, now his name jumped out that he actually tried to communicate with him but we need to actually watch what's going on around us, not just, you know, those that are actually on the track. It's, it's everyone out there in the racing game. Here's a good thing. You know, this kind of made, uh, made me chuckle and smile a little bit. Thought I knew pretty much about the Belmont. Let's see if you do. Ten things to know about the Belmont Stakes. One, arguably the most greatest performance in North America. 
took place in 73 with the Belmont Stakes with the incomparable secretary demolishing the competition by 31 links, the largest margin in Belmont history, shattering the world record for a mile and a half with 224 flat. Incredible. Number two, first run in 1867, the Belmont is the oldest race in the Triple Crown. The Derby started in 1875, the Preakness 1873. It's all the long, also the longest at a mile and a half. This year will be the 143rd. It wasn't run in 1911 and 1912 due to anti-gambling legislation in New York. Yep, had to throw that one in there, a little comma there. Three, it's named for August Belmont, a 19th century businessman who helped finance the race. August Belmont. Four, the first edition of the Belmont took place at Jerome Park, then Morris Park, then Belmont, then the aqueduct, and back to Belmont was being reconstructed. Very nice. The Philly Ruthless captured the inaugural Belmont. You gotta like that, the Philly. A little girl power right out of the gate, which originally was contested a mile and five eighths and run clockwise. The winning horse is draped with a blanket of white carnations, which are shipped in from out of state, and the Belmont is known for the run for the carnations. Seven, the winning Belmont owners receive the August Belmont Memorial Cup, a silver bowl made by Tiffany and Company, donated by the Belmont family for a year until the next winner is crowned. The Belmont had never produced a dead heat with the shortest winning margin by a nose, Victory Gallup in 98, Jaipur in 62, and Granville in 36. Number nine, legendary trainer Woody Stevens won five consecutive Belmonts, 1982 through 86, a remarkable achievement that is unparalleled in modern-day Triple Crown history. Eddie Arcaro, who piloted Triple Crown winners World Away in citation, is tied with 19th century jockey Jim McLaughlin for the most, most Belmont wins with six. So there's a little something for you if you didn't know. If you did know, hip, hip, hooray. And if not, there was many things that I didn't know. You know, I, was, I shouldn't have thrown in number nine because that was going to be my stumper question for John Englehart. I see he's online here. We're going to be talk, chatting with him shortly. I'm going to see if he's paying attention. And we're, going to, we're just actually going to put him to the test here. But, you know, something tells me. He heard it. He zeroed in on it. He's got my number. Well, it is time to add it to our first break. And when we return, we're going to be chatting with longtime publicity guru and man of racing, Mr. John Collins Englehart, here on Winning Ponies. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, porters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, 
you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for joining us. Without you, there be no us. We're greatly appreciative of that. This week... We have our special guest on the segment, too, as we always do. We have the renaissance man of racing, photographer, handicapper, longtime publicity guru at River Downs, one Mr. John Collins Ingar. Johnny, are you there? Steady Eddie, I'm here. It's great to hear your voice. I love listening to the show. You know, I'm going through this Belmont Park program. I think you've interviewed just about everybody that trains or rides in, on the card on the Saturday. Been very lucky, and a lot of thanks to your help over the years for getting and securing some of the best. Uh, and, you know, I always say it, I don't think I've met a bad person yet or, or chatted with a bad person. It, it, the racing world is a, is a world within a world. A- absolutely, and you do a great job of uh, pulling back the veil, Ed. You've d- done an excellent job at interviewing these people. And, you know, it's funny, some of these people you think they're untouchable, and all of a sudden you start talking to them, and you find out they're really just uh, regular guys that are happy to support the sport and uh, go on the air with uh, folks like you. Great surprise is Graham Motion, one of the nicest guys and a truly a gentleman. I think for you it may have been Wesley Ward when you, when you initially made, uh, made contact with him. Yeah, he came and he trained here at River Downs with his horses, and they went over and did uh, a huge number at Ascot. And as you can see, he's not being shy about it. I think he might be over there with something like 11 horses this week to take a shot. So obviously the experience was a good one, and he's going back to England. Speaking of beautiful River Downs, how are things? How's the handle? How's the revival of change? Uh, well, you know, you know, we're bought by Pinnacle Entertainment, and uh, so there's new management here, and I'll tell you what, they've put a real spit shine on the place. It looks great. Uh, they've upgraded it. Uh, they put in a purse increase uh, across the board for the whole season and have offered the horsemen an, an added purse increase every time we have a field of seven or more. As you know, that's a tough thing in racing right now. But... Uh, We've also uh, upgraded uh, the, our advertising and promotions, and I think it's paying off, Ed. I don't know how many tracks can put out the press release I did last week that said over the first two weeks of racing, we're up 32% on track. 
That was an incredible statistic. That's why I said revival of racing. The ratings have been up for the uh, Triple Crown. At first, they were trying their, their daggone just, just to throw it right in the gutter if they could. But then they come to find out after further review, the, the, the kick was up and good. And it's actually, it looks like racing's picking up a little steam, even in this economy. Well, I can only hope so, and I think it's, you know, efforts of the likes of uh, winning ponies and uh, so many different platforms there are now to get our message out there. You know, the, the younger set, they don't pick up a newspaper anymore. They turn on the computer, and hopefully when they turn it on, they, they see programs like yours that are saying, hey, this is a fun sport. It's exciting. You know, who wants to go, you know, stare at a, a machine or whatever? You can get out here. The cool thing about racing, and I know you know this, Ed, is that it's, it's a social atmosphere. You know, it's something you do with friends. It's something you do with people. You create lifelong relationships. You don't go into a building and everybody goes their own way to try to, you know, beat the dealer. Uh, here, you try to beat the guy next to you. Hopefully, uh, the guy next to you is your buddy and you both bet the same horse. That, that's always the hopeful thought, but it's it's such a, a be- the beauty, the pageantry. It, I think it's more of a cerebral game where you put a little thought into the action. No matter what the, your method, your madness is, it's always a lot of fun. John, I, I, I'm getting ready to start handicapping the Belmont uh, early this morning, and I started looking and Belmont closes today due to excessive heat, uh, 96 with a heat index of 104. But rain is predicted for tonight, heavy storms tonight, Friday and Saturday. Do you think this is going to dampen any of the Belmont doings? Oh, boy, that's a good question. I, I wish you would have told me that about four hours ago when I was handicapping the turf races. Uh, <laughs> I think by now anybody that's decided they're going to the race is going to go to the race. It's kind of neat. I mean, the fact that we we don't have a Triple Crown winner, but we do have a Rumble in the Jungle is good. And it seems to me like, you know, we've got, we got a little muscle going between Barry, Irwin, and, uh, and, and your main man, uh, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, uh, Dale Romans. You know, that they're already, you know, throwing barbs at each other about whose horse is best. I like that. It's good for racing, you know, to create this competitive atmosphere. So I think, you know, rain or, rain or shine, they're not going to get the crowd they would with the Triple Crown, but I think the fact that we've got a rubber match going, it's going to be good for racing and good for Belmont. I, I can't wait for the day. At, you know, I'm already chomping at the bit. First post is 11.35. John, uh, somebody got the award this week, and it was Dale Romans. Is uh, just alluding to that. It brought it right back to mind. I'll try to clean up as best I could. He said about Barry Irwin, uh, he has said a lot of wild things. This is just one of them. I, I think, think he said know, this is the worst. Volumes. <laughs> and and you know he used to train for Team Valor, so you know he yes. he knows Barry Irwin. But you know he's he's a good old boy from down in the bluegrass where you're from, and he he's not going to mince any words. And he didn't, and uh, Dale's a big man, and uh, I, I don't think he needs to carry a stick. He, he just lets his horses do his talking. Johnny, as the gates open for Belmont 143, the test of champions, this is going to be the 22nd time in history. This is like the number game this year. Uh, that There's going to be a rubber match for the winners of the race. Uh, I, I think there's been a lot of defections over the years uh, for the Preakness and or Belmont. They're going to hook it up for the 22nd time in history. But, John, this is the first time that the seven finishers in the Kentucky Derby are going to run in this race altogether. You know, I was surprised when that stat came out last week, because by now you think a lot of people would be, be ducking the big guys. It, it, it says something about the people that own the three-year-olds. They don't feel there's really a dominant horse, even though we see, in my opinion, two that have risen to the crop. Um, and so they're, they're, they're not scared. When's the last time that the Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont all had full gates? 
Wow. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that would be... I'm not asking uh, a trivia question. I don't have the answer. I'm just saying I that I, I couldn't scratch about my head. the competitive nature of this year's crop. I, I, I'm, I was reading uh, just shortly ago about the buyer figure. If you're a buyer student, and they were talking about the average buyers, they said about a 105 should win the Belmont. And no, uh, I, I don't know if this crop is actually, if you're, if you're going by the buyer school of thought, is actually up to his premier crops. Well, 104 is the best, and that that's Shackelford, but Animal Kingdom said back-to-back 103s. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit below, but you know what? Hey, that's why they have to run the race instead of talking about it. Post-time, John, is going to be 635 for the Belmont, 11th race out of 13. NBC is going to be having it at 5 p.m. Versus is going to have the earlier coverage from 3 to 5. Post-race coverage from 7 to 730. Mr. Englehart, Belmont 143, are we ready to start? Because we got a pick four from you and I. And we're going to shake it up because there's a million-dollar guarantee on this devil. We will, and I, and I think that's great. There's a million-dollar guarantee, and I'm trying to play that up. We'll go, we'll go right to, to a, a race after named after one of your trivia questions, Woody Stevens, who won five Belmonts, my friend. Oh, I knew you'd catch it. I, I knew you would. I tune in every week. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, uh, you got me. Uh, I, I lose again. Eighth race, John, it's the Woody Stevens. Uh, you probably had the pleasure of meeting him uh, throughout the course of your time on the track. Uh, when I was a young photographer at Saratoga, I'll never forget. I, was, I might have still been in my teens, and he, I was there t- taking pictures with a cheap little camera, and he came right up to me on the post and said, How you doing today, young man? And let me tell you, I was never more tickled in my life. I was like, oh, my God, Woody Stevens is talking to me. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, this is a, a seven-furlong affair. Uh, there's only seven horses in the field, but... But I think it's still a pretty wide-open race, and I'd hate to have my pick-four ticket shut out after the first race. There's no way. This is a race where I'm going to go three deep, Ed. Uh, I, traveling Man probably is the one to beat. I mean, a horse that debuts with a 106 buyer um, and came, you know, shows good early speed. I think this might be his best distance. He, he's won and finished second at it. Connections, Pletcher and Velasquez, what can you say? Uh, so he's probably the one to beat. He's on his toes right now, shows a bullet work, best of 72 the other day. Yowza. Uh, but there's a promising horse in here called Bold Warrior. He's out of Hollywood Wildcat. You remember her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, she won do. a Breeders' Cup race. So yeah. you got a Bernard, Bernardini, Hollywood Wildcat, uh, you know, is, uh, has, came out in her debut with an 85 buyer, came back with a 92, has two bullet works, and is trained by a guy by the name of Alan Jerkins. That I think you're familiar with. Yes, sir, I am. And he, you know what? There's so many, so many wonderful people. He was quite the pleasure, and he, and he, it felt like a 19-year-old kid on the phone. He, he was just a great guy. I remember talking to you before you did the interview. You were a little nervous about yes. it. Yes. He came off awful good. So, you know, you might get some odds on Bold Warrior, and, and I don't think you can throw out J.J.'s lucky train. The horse has never been defeated at seven furlongs, won uh, uh, the Bay Shore and the Miracle Wood. Uh, and so I, I'm going to go three deep in this race. How about you? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with your traveling man, uh, Johnny Velasquez. The rails win at about 24% of the time, and these guys really team up well. Gonna cut back from that mile distance in the Derby trial, back to seven panels, which I think is more to this colt's liking. He's got the rail. He's got Velasquez in the Pletcher show. Need I say more? Uh, traveling man, a two to one is deservedly so. But then I found myself uh, with, with. I'm not gonna say a price, but he's actually a surprise because I thought he'd be more, and that's Arch Traveler. I knew that's where you were going. Jose Lescano and James Jerkins is one for one at Belmont, John, and, and just one is seven panels in the Ziggy's boy. Yeah, 
You know, again, this is going to be a really challenging race. It's probably traveling man's race to lose, but if for some reason he doesn't show up, I think you could get odds even on a short field. I agree with you with J.J.'s lucky train. I'm also going three across in the opener here. Remember, this is a 50-cent wager, so, you know, you're not good. you can duck out the tax man for one, and two, you can you can – Peel down your ticket a little bit as far as cost. JJ's lucky train looks to really like seven panels, John. The base where it's grade three gets up right in the, the shadow of the wire, the miracle wood for 50,000 bucks. If you take a look at it, two starts and two wins at the distance. Paco Lopez for William Anderson. I, I think the backup from a mile to seven panels might be, uh, might be his best game. So I'm going to go with one, five, seven, and your top three are in the eighth race are. I'm going one four seven. Remember, JJ's Lucky Train had an excuse in the Derby trial. If you look at the uh, the trouble line, he was rank and bumped, but still game. So, yeah, might get some odds there. Ninth race. It is the one mile on the turf. Just a game. The Foxwoods. Just a game. It's a Grade One. It's on the one mile Weedner turf. John. Ninth race on the weeds. Have at it. Well, I was tempted to single this one. Uh, you know, Billy Mott has won the just a game four times. He's going for his fifth win in here, and he has this horse that transferred from Europe called Aviate, a British bred, uh, who uh, just got beat by a horse by the name of Never Retreat, I heard you allude to earlier in the show, and then uh, came back and won the uh, the Distaff Mile at grade two at Churchill Downs. Uh, DeSormo's back up, uh, but I, I didn't single it because I wanted to go to somebody else that's been interviewed by you on Winning Ponies, and that was Jonathan Shepard's horse, Fantasia, another British bred. Remember, these are horses that have no problem if the rain comes in New York, and that course is a little bit yielding. You know, those British breds are, are made to win on it. Um, this horse finished third to Aviate in its last start. Uh, it, it does show a, a back, you know, 100 buyer. Um, so I'm going to put Aviate and Fantasia in my pick four. And you're big for, and there's a there's a comma question I have for you. Second time Lasix. Now, as as a man that knows the horse flesh, second time Lasix is that more powerful than just the first out with it? You know, you're asking me a question I can't answer. I like first time Lasix, to be honest with you. Yeah, and you know the funniest thing I've always liked second because it seems like anything new it's kind of like a new pair of shoes it has to work in a little bit but that's when Aviate won but John I'm going to go three deep in this race as well you went two I'm going to go three I'm going to start on the rail with Gypsy's warning Julian Le Perun Graham motion need I say more the motion show as I said on uh, Turfway Vinery Day if he has a good day I'll have a good day in the distance he's five for five in the money drawing along the rail and if there is a little cut in the ground a little give to it I think that Gypsy's warning at five to one is going to be just a real handful. And if you take a look at the, uh, it, it looks like like things are things are starting to come back around for this one here. Really, really like this one. I love the way Lepru handles a runner, and I agree with you on Aviate completely. You got Kenta Sormo and Billy Mott. They're forty-four percent of the money, John, and and I, I really like that. And I agree with Fantasia as well. It, it's kind of funny. We haven't uh, sat down a handicap forever. And uh, yet we pick it right back up, and we've got two of the same, uh, you know, I've got two of the, th- the same three that you have. I'm going to go one, two, and six in, in the ninth race. So thus far I'm three by three, and I believe you're three by two. And we're going to tally out tickets here and uh, try, to, try to maximize our value. As we go on to race number 10, it's a mile and a quarter on the inner turf. 
It's the grade one Manhattan, the Woodford Reserve Manhattan, a mile and a quarter on the inner turf for race 10. John, post 539. A race that I think the majority of people will single Gio Ponte, which is why I'm going to go three deep. If for some reason he takes a bad step, I think you're going to get huge odds on some other horses. Um, there, there's an entry, the 101A entry in here is uh, Wishful Tomcat, who's not my favorite part of the entry, but Mission Approved, who I think could be very dangerous, though he's making his first start of the year. Gio Ponte, without a doubt, the horse to beat in here. But the dangerous horses, the two I just mentioned, strictly because they're, they're cold speed and the, the, the horses that are the most likely to beat them are closers. If these two get loose on the lead, it, it could be very dangerous. Uh, and I think a big price. Uh, Viscount Nelson, you got Aiden O'Brien. Always a huge question mark. He comes in with these horses from Europe, and it, you just it's very hard to discount him. This race is at a mile and a quarter, a rare distance. Viscount Nelson has already won at the distance. But, of course, Giopani's only won at the distance three times. Again, it's, it's Giopani's race to lose, but I'm looking for some value. John, I, I respectfully uh, understand your, your feelings, and the single in a pick four is such a dangerous, dangerous game, but I'm going to. And I was between the, the four and the seven uh, to team them, and I ended up with Gio Ponte all alone. Dominguez and Clement, they're 75% of the money, hasn't raced for over two months, well-rested, ran in the $10 million Dubai World Cup. So we're going to go poly to the turf. I like that. And if you actually take a look back at November 7th of 09, comes back poly to the turf. Every time you're seeing a poly to the turf run, Gio Ponte is, is exceptionally improving. Christophe Clement, it does well with his layoffs, John. I love Giopante. I love Ramon Dominguez, and I'm not ashamed to say it. After six wins the other day, this guy has shown the world that he belongs at the top of the list. Well, my guess is I'll probably get P-Hearted at the window and throw out the one entry and just end up with Giopante and Aiden O'Brien. But I, I, I had to speak my, my voice on the fact that those other two horses are at a lone speed. Oh, in fact, they are, and you know, can really shake it, uh, shake it loose. Prince Will I Am is in there, the seven. Oh yeah, and he, and he, he kind of caught my eye a little bit, but I said, you know what, I, I'm just going to go all with Gio Ponte because uh, Prince Will I Am actually won on the inner turf in the Bowling Green, so uh, he's actually had his his, uh, his run around the inner inner hoop. Eleventh race, John is the mile and a half Grade One Belmont Stakes. It's one million dollars for three year olds. It is the third leg of the Triple Crown. My friend, lead us on. Well, you know, it, it, it provides such a beautiful puzzle of handicapping. And, again, you pointed out, no, ain't scared, ain't scared, three-year-olds ain't scared. I mean, the fact that, you know, you would think that after the Preakness and the Belmont, maybe seven horses should show up to this thing, that uh, Aiden O'Brien's coming all the way back from, from Europe to run in it with Master of Hounds, and that, you know, these other horses that, you know, maybe got a bump in the road, uh, in the Derby, a lot of horses that were closing in the Derby, so you always think they're going to go well. It's in, never in history have the top seven finisher of the Derby, you know, come back to race in the Belmont. Uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, in its own right, a historic race, just just for those factors. But I think that we've had a chance to see him, and we, we've seen that both Shackelford and Animal Kingdom have risen to the top. Um, I've been a big Animal Kingdom fan all along since a friend of mine from Kentucky touted me on him uh, back in the spiral stakes uh, on March 26th, and I made a nice bet and cashed some money that day. Um, I, I don't 
I, why he took himself out of the running in the Preakness Stakes is beyond me and Johnny V. He just took himself way out of it. I don't think that he's going to be 18 lengths back at the first call this time. Uh, certainly anybody that's done any you know uh, review of his pedigree just says this is a horse that ought to run two miles rather than a mile and a half. Graham Motion, who you've spoken with in the past, Certainly knows how to bring the horse up. He's relished the Belmont strip. He had a bullet work at four furlongs, which is almost unlike him to do that. So he, no problem with the surface. I, I, again, I think Animal Kingdom is the, the one to beat. Shackelford, as I heard you allude to earlier, is going to have to use his speed coming out of the gate. Now, his half-sister won the Mother Goose, so he's not strictly a speed horse. He's got something on his damn side that can say that he can go the distance. Um the 12-hole shouldn't hurt you, in my opinion, going a mile and a half. He's still going to have to go just a little bit quicker than he wants to that first quarter mile. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go, you know, since it's a pick-four bet, I'm going to go with, with, with those two horses to, to round it out. I, I think the horse that really scares me, and as you know, every leg of the Triple Crown has been an upset so far, is Brilliant Speed. Uh, he's by Donna Former out of a Gone West mare. Uh, he's he's closed right with Animal Kingdom and Nero and Mucho Macho Man, um, and uh, he, he could be very dangerous. He's training well, but I like Animal Kingdom and Shackelford. I mean, uh, call me the uh, master of the obvious. Hey, call you possibly a, a big winner there, John. Go ahead and start calculating that ticket as I'm going to start from the rail. I'm going to go four deep. And then I'm going to turn around and just use one. And you're going to get that here shortly. The one is Master of Hounds. He's 10 to 1. Garrett Gomez, you spoke about him. Actually, the race, I've watched it 10 times, is better than it appears on paper. He worked through traffic. And excuse me, I misquoted. The rail is winning at 27%. And I think the rail is a magic place to be on Belmont Day going a mile and a half. So I'm going to throw a Master of Hounds. He went back to Ireland, John, your home uh, land, and he made his way back over. That's quite a bit of shipping. Uh, he ran the UAE Derby, the Kentucky Derby, so he's not afraid to travel. I'm going to throw a Master of Hounds as one of my uh, one of my runners, and then I'm going to start going a little bit. I'm going to tip out to the outside, and then I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the ten Mucho Macho Man. They've got some new shoes. Ramon Dominguez replaces Raji Marat. Uh, Dominguez knows the knows the surface. I think Kathy Ripos is looking for a change. Nice Florida bread here. If Mucho actually gets a chance, I see him being a major part of it and can really scare you spoke about Shackelford Jesus Castanon when he was aboard with us John he said that he wished that the race was going to be run that weekend and he was never so right Dale Romans he brought a lot of color and flair to the game and if you think this guy's blue collar you have grossly underestimated him Dale Romans is possibly one of the best trainers in the five in the nation in my opinion and he just floats right under the radar screen and right to the bank Dale Romans is money when it comes to Louisville Kentucky but now they're running in New York we're gonna see what he's made of John my King Kong bet is on Animal Kingdom. Okay. I, I fell in love in the spiral, and I fell in love in the derby, and I looked at, I went back and looked at the Preakness just as you did so many times. I think that he was so worried about dialed in, they watched each other, and Shackelford just bested him by a half. I don't think that's going to happen again. And I think Johnny Velasquez will probably look back after this is all over and know that a half a length separated him from a triple crown. Animal Kingdom gets my top billing, but I'm going to go four deep. So what's your ticket come out to be, my boy? I, 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 I think let me just throw one more thing in, a stat okay. that I read this week that kind of shocked me. Do you realize that no derby winner has won the Belmont 
since Swale in 84. <laughs> this has been the year of history in number games. It, it's been crazy, and it's hard to believe. And I'm looking at Animal Kingdom right now, and it's hard to believe that, that he's not going to be a part of this. I mean, you, you talked about Shackelford and Romans, who I think is just an incredible trainer. If, John, if he's loose on the lead going a mile and a half, he can put them to sleep with reasonable fractions. I don't think it's going to happen. I, yeah, I really don't. He's going to try. You can bet Jesus Castanon is uh, he's trying to show uh, that he belongs on a little bigger circuit. He's toiled at Turfway and uh, Indiana and uh, in Churchill for years. I think he'd like to ride in, in New York and uh, take, his, uh, take his act uh, a little bit higher. John, I'm going to go with a uh, – I think mine's going to come out to be 36 bucks for $0.50. Cents, uh, and, uh, you know, that, that's pretty good for me. I, I'm going to stick with 36 uh, What would your ticket figure out to be? Well, I, I did mine by – by a dollar because I thought you'd loan me some money and it comes out to seventy-two dollar back. You in with me? I'm in with you. <laughs> I, can, I can go. I can go. Well, that can go I'll go a fifty center. center. If you, want. I, you know, I wanted to ask you. Uh, we, we talked about everything with uh, with River Downs and the Belmont. Uh, for for anyone local that's actually listening in the area of Kentucky, Ohio, that wants to get away and catch some live racing in the Belmont, they can join you. Yeah, of course they can join us. We're going to open up early because of the Belmont. And one thing, there's a race, yeah, real quick. Uh, it, it, it's called the, the Gendelman Memorial. There's a horse in here. His name is Cat Launch. He's an accredited Ohio bred, uh, 10 years old, trained by, trained by Ivan Vasquez, who's a great guy. He's closing in on the million-dollar mark. Uh, and a win in here will put him within $20,000, a win in a million bucks, a 10-year-old gelding. I mean, it's just neat to watch this horse and to watch how great Ivan has handled this horse over the year. Just a testimony to so many of the great people that are involved in horse racing that can, can get the best out of a good animal. Fair enough. John, I always end up with the final three. Will you take the final three challenge? Ooh, yeah, I, I guess so. Go ahead. Okay. Question one, the trifecta for the Triple Crown. John, where's your favorite place to eat? My favorite place to eat? The Pine Club in Dayton, Ohio. Pine Club in Dayton, Ohio. Didn't you say the president had to wait in the car? or Yes, or they, absolutely. They made George Bush Sr. because they do not take reservations. He had to go sit out in his limo until his ticket was up. <laughs> hey, I like that. True That's story. Fair. It's in the paper. <laughs> if, in fact, you had to say uh, uh, on the smaller circuits, which has been the biggest surprise horse you actually jumped up and did big at your little track? Spendabuck. Won the Kentucky Derby and, uh, and the Cradle Stakes. Very nice, uh, very nice runner there. John, if you had to predict for the, for the trifecta here, racing in 10 years, will we be revived or are we going to have to go through a little bit of toil sometimes? I think we're going to have to go through some toil sometimes. There's going to be some tweaking without a doubt. Um, there's got to be a cutback in dates. There's got to be a revival in the breeding industry. I don't think we've got enough horses to go to post with all the racing that we have right now, Ed. So you got to tweak that somehow. In fact, you may be right. John, thanks so much. It's, it's always a pleasure. You're, you're a very dear friend, and uh, you're, you're the second best handicapper here uh, talking. And, uh, <laughs> and Ed, there's no doubt about that. And I'll, and I'll go to my grave saying it. You're a better camper than I, and, uh, and I just enjoy you always just being by your side, making a few bets, brother. John, thanks so much for your time. We'll be checking in with you in the summertime, and you can tell us some more good things happening in Ohio. I look forward to it. Thanks so much, and I hope that people keep tuning in to uh, Winning Ponies because you 
pull some people out that I can't believe uh, are uh, so willing and able to, to pass along their information and education about uh, the, the sport of thoroughbred racing. I don't know how you do it, Eddie, but you do a great job, my friend. Thanks, John. Talk to you soon, and the check's in the mail. <laughs> I did read the script like you wrote it, right? <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> Verbatim. That's been John Engelhardt from River Downs. He uh, lent us his insight on the Belmont Stakes, the pick four, the entire weekend of action. But we're going to head out to a break, and when we return, we're going to talk a little bit more action and just a wee bit of news here on Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you think that all of the generic financial information you get every day is hard to navigate? You need to tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook. Every weekend, Andreas Duffy will help you filter out this information and turn it into wisdom that you can really use. Be informed about the financial decisions you're about to make instead of just blindly making decisions. Andre's connections in the business and professional sports world will help you so you don't need to worry about your financial success. Tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. If I had a and welcome back once again to Wanting Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking your time to be with us this evening. We've got John Engelhardt, good friend of mine, and a great handicapper, loves the races, and he's been doing this for quite some time, and uh, we seem to bounce off each other pretty well, and uh, we usually come out with a lot of the same horses without even uh, peeking on each other's homework, so... I don't know. Maybe if, uh, like they say, if you get married long enough, I guess you start looking alike. If you handicap long enough, you start handicapping alike. 
I like to take a look at the quotes. I like to know what the, uh, the media is talking about and what, what's actually happening here. For This is from the Naira Press Office, who actually controlled all the media this week. Uh, and uh, Andy Sterling did a tremendous job. I think uh, it really wasn't so scripted. It was more impromptu, but he was, he was pretty smooth, you know, considering that. Uh, and here are some of the following quotes uh, from, the, uh, from the entry. Uh, the day that they actually entered and drew for post-session. Uh, T.J. Comfort, assistant to trainer Aiden O'Brien for Master of Hounds, said he went straight home to Ireland the next morning following the Derby. Been training very, very well since then. He never actually ran on the dirt before he cantered around the dirt at Churchill Downs. After the race, Garrett Gomez said he'd like to ride him again. That's a very nice horse. That is Master of Hounds, 10 to 1 right now. Mike Rapoli, owner of Stay Thirsty, he doesn't think the post is going to matter at all. He said nobody's going to lose this race He, uh, you know, from that post. Uh, so he said he'll take us 20 to 1 odds and like it. Mr. Rapoli, I think you're going to have plenty of great horses. I think Stay Thirsty is going to stay that way, and it's going to be a long time in between drinks. Kelly Breen, trainer of Ruler on Ice. This guy's a great horseman, and he's really a super, super fella. He did his by phone. He's always really busy and on the run. And uh, he said it's a mile and a half race, so I think we'll be able to get where we want to in Jose Valdivia and get it into his hands. So, you know, he's looking pretty optimistic. He's got enough time. It's not a, a five-and-a-half furlong dash. Brendan Walsh, assistant to Eddie Keneally, and Eddie Keneally has spoken of Santiva, said he's happy enough with everything. In the general view, the draw doesn't have a huge bearing. Where he's at, he's a horse who likes to sit just off the pace. From there, he'll slide in nice and tight and get two off the rail. Tom Albatrani, trainer of Brilliant Speed, and we had Mr. Albatrani on as well. I said they're pleased with his performance in the Derby. He got beat five and was finishing up well. He's fresh and runs well fresh. That is Brilliant Speed, 15-1. to 1. And then you got Brad Weisport from Zayat Stable, racing manager for Nero, and said they're very pleased to be running in the Belmont. New York is their hometown, and a be here is a dream. And they've got uh, three seconds in the last three derbies, the Louisiana, the Arkansas, and the Kentucky. So they've been a bridesmaid, or best man, I should say, Nero, that is, currently 4-1 to one on the morning line. Uh, and then you got Ricky Gianni, assistant trainer to Neil Howard, a prime cut, that said uh, there, there is a lot of speed in there except for Shackelford. Well, I'll stop right there. Mr. Howard, I love your training, but I think Shackelford's enough speed to scare us all because lack thereof can put everyone to sleep. Graham Motion says about Animal Kingdom, I think he's going to be close in this mile-and-a-half race. I don't think it's going to take him out of his game. I would have preferred six or seven hole, but he didn't want to be in the one or 12. He's happy with his post. The best part about it is he feels that he's training up to this race. He feels that this is, this is his, his moment that, that they've actually been waiting for, and, and I think he's going to get his chance. I think a two-to-one, you get Graham Motion, Johnny Velasquez, I think we're going to look back after this race. Now, this is going to be on podcast. We can, we can all second guess on Sunday. But I think after all said and done, we're going to look back and say he got beat a half a length. How good, in fact, was he? Because Graham Motion is already talking about Animal Kingdom's future. Team Valor, they've already decided with Graham Motion that they actually want him to be on the turf. So we're going to hear plenty from him, but it's going to be on the weeds. I mean, he's got tremendous breeding. He's got tremendous stamina. Animal Kingdom, 
wouldn't surprise me to see him in the big affairs on the turf. Would not surprise me whatsoever. If you're traveling up, you better take an umbrella. If you're watching on TV, well, you're not going to need one, and or if you're at the track or OTB. Today, thunder showers high of 94. When it's that hot, the storms come out. It's thunder and lightning and rain right now. Tomorrow, isolated thunderstorms high of 81. Saturday, thunder showers high of 69. What a stark contrast for, for everything that's going on right there. I mean, I have to say that, uh, you know, you're going to get a lot of rain. Uh, maybe not a lot of rain, but you're going to get enough to, to make a difference. I don't think, I think that the track is going to be in great shape. I don't think that it's going to be destroyed. I don't think it's going to be underwater. It's not going to be an Australian dead track as they label it. I believe that the track may be good at best. But if I had to bet a nickel, I'd say it would probably be fast because they've got a tremendous track crew in New York. And actually, uh, anytime you work in the industry, you get to hear who's got the best of what and where and when. And New York actually had a track crew that was par excellence. They were just terrific because whenever there was a problem at other tracks, they used to loan out their track superintendent and the person that actually designed the track. So anyway, that being said, I think that the rain uh, is, is going to be uh, a mood issue, and, and with the heat, I, I think it probably can use the additional waters. In the sixth race, John and I started in the pick four. In the sixth race, it's the one-mile, it's a grade one acorn, TVG acorn, $300,000 for Philly three-year-olds here. Really nice race indeed. And uh, when I said I don't think you're going to get a lot of price in here because turbulent descent just looks to be incredibly tip top tough i mean this three-year-old philly by congrats for mike pipey and david flores is aboard three to five on turbulent ascent and your your first glimpse you're going to look at this philly and you're going to say wow she's a poly horse well she's also run on the uh run on the good old mother nature dirt of santa anita santa anita oaks and wins and the las virginas uh, wins or loses by a, a length and a quarter to zazu I think Turbulent Descent might be that single, and you're also getting a million-dollar pick six. But underneath there, I'd also use Savvy Supreme, and it's tricky. Kira McLaughlin uh, also loves New York and relishes uh, you know, winning in New York. So I, I'd use the three and the four under, underneath the chalk there. I, I'd say if you, if you get three to five, considered a real bonus but uh, i would say probably as low as the board can go in turbulent descent with the two that i spoke of race number seven at belmont is the true north handicap it's a grade two event six panels three quarters of a mile and it's for two hundred fifty thousand dollars up for grabs I was really scratching my noggin in this one. I kept coming back to Defunny Bone on the rail. Dick Dutra winning 21%. Those are incredible numbers. Edgar Prado. Now, Edgar, in my opinion, is an incredible rider, but he has not been the same since the ill-fated Barbaro race, I should say. Not ill-fated horse, the ill-fated Preakness. It seemed like it just took a notch out of Edgar Prado. He in my opinion, was one of the best money riders. He's in good shape. He's in excellent shape. And he's riding for a tremendous trainer with Dick Dutro here. He's actually three for three at Belmont uh, in the money. Third off a layout. I think the funny bone is going to be just a real pace setter. And then Anthony Dutro has the 1A. The brothers are coming in, and they're, they're coming loaded for bear and actually can pick up the pace a little bit. But I'm going to use the one. I'm going to try to jump right on the hook and make it cook. And, and underneath there, I'm going to end up with Trap shot. Now, now, trap shot really kind of caught my eye. 
This is a Florida bred, and if you take a look at this Florida bred uh, races at Gloucester, it wins by 12 and wins by 10 and a quarter lengths. Those are just incredible numbers here. But here's the important part for Trap Shot, and I think right now you can, uh, you can honestly find yourself a sweet trifecta. Trap Shot has had two starts at Belmont with two wins. It's a four-year-old Colt by Tappet, second off of a layoff. His run against the likes of looking at Lucky, a Tahitian Warrior, first dude, fly down. You name it, Trap Shot has been really tough. I'm going to say in the trifecta, had the speed, had the stalker, and then to round it out, I'm also going to go with Rule by Night, Ramon Dominguez and Steve Asmussen. I think these guys are going to get acquainted nicely because they're 70% in the money in the last uh, two months, and Dominguez knows New York. I, th- I think with Steve Asmussen, any time that he actually brings a horse up there, you you have to you have to pay it respect, and you have to, you have to take it into your uh, you factor it into your handicapping. Take a look at the whole the whole order of things. But at six to one, rule by night is still being respected because I say Defunny Bone is going to really going to be a tough tough customer to handle there. You know you could talk about the likes of Calabrosia in there, but you know I'm I'm going to go right there with I think it's a strong entry. This one's for Phil into Funny Bone. I, I think they're going to be just doubly tough. You got their brother. Others, Dutro, and the other ones I talked to. I'm also really excited about Trap Shot in there. But the best part about this is you got a million dollar pick six, you got a million dollar guaranteed pick four for races eight through eleven, which is really, really a lot of a uh, lot of value and a lot of good times to be had there. And this is this is a gambler's day. This is one where uh, you know the Kentucky Derby might have been a day where uh, you know if Aunt Millie wanted a two dollar place bet, she could have got one on somewhere or through someone. But when you're actually playing into the Belmont, this is a gambler's day. These are really sweet opportunities. If, 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 an, if a pick four is going to pay, we'll just say $100. At a guaranteed million, you can at least say it'll pay 150 to 170 It's going to be that much of a difference. You're going to notice it when you cash your ticket. Well, we are rounding out of time here. Time flies, as always, when you're talking about thoroughbred racing. Winning and Ponies would love to thank our guest, John Engelhart, for jumping in, lending in his voice about the races, Belmont 143, and you for taking time to tune in and be with us. So enjoy the big weekend. The final leg of the Triple Crown is coming your way. First post time is 11.35. The big race goes off 6.35 on NBC. So until next week, may your winners be many. And your photos be few. Good luck and good night, and happy birthday, Dad. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.